So welcome to yet another episode of Rock and Block. This is your host Michael Martinez. Joining us today is actually someone that I've been um, I've known for a while, although we we haven't officially hang out together. Um, and not I have yet. to not yet. Although that might be quite troublesome, I have to say. <laughs> you think? <laughs> uh, I do. I do believe so. Uh, joining us today is. I don't know if I should just say your nickname or your whole name. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say Elias Gambit Melendez. Um, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You can you can say Elias. You can say Gambit. Um, I go by both. So you can you can also call him uh, Lobo. You can also call him the <laughs> the Puerto Rican Levy uh, Lemmy. So. <laughs> You do rock out the Lemmy, the Lemmy thing. You do put on the hat, put on the boots and the, and you know, and the jean jacket and you go on with the bass and it's like, yeah, you're, you're killing it. Yeah, it was, a, it was actually a leather jacket in Puerto Rico. I don't know what I was thinking, but I look cool as fuck. Yeah, in a 99, 99 degree <laughs> weather, feeling like 102. Awesome. Was it, the last time you played it was at Cuervos Cafe, right? No, 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 no. I played two years ago, 2017. It's 18, not two years ago, last year, 2017. Yeah, May 2017 was the last show I did. I usually try to, every time I go, since I move here, every time I go there, uh, since I only go once a year, um, I tried to set up a show, but this time I didn't have enough time to, to set it up, so it didn't happen. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, it was like uh, last year, and it was close to ninety something degrees. <laughs> that sucks. Well, I, I know, I know, I kind of know how that feels because every time, every single time I got to go to New York, I have to you know go well dressed up and with the mm -hmm. with a jacket and such, and I take the train and all the way to Manhattan to uh, Fulton, and as soon as I get out of the train, it's like. What the fuck was I thinking? He's yeah. killing me. Yeah, yeah. I do the same thing every time. Every time I'm going to travel, I put my best jacket, my best jean. I I fancy myself up, and when I get there, I'm dying. <laughs> it's like, why do I do this to myself? What do you actually do? Because uh, <laughs> you are a lot of things all compact into one awesome bean. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. So I am officially. A tattoo artist. That's my that's my career. But I um, I also publish my own comic books. I host uh, um, host panels for for conventions, and uh, uh, I'm also a musician and entertainer. And uh, that's it. That's about it. <laughs> you are very active here in Puerto Rico with the whole Comic Con before it actually exploded. And those guys were actually doing a, a very cool job, um, but you kind of like set the, the the trend on how to actually portray it about the comic books and talk about the comic book or the DC uh, universe, the Marvel universe, and such. Uh, early in 2012, 2013, you had your own show with a couple of other friends, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh my god, I had the the it was called comic comic media box. There you go. And it was a it was a show about comic books, conventions, and entertainment, and movies, and all those things that that I really like. 
all those things that makes the 13 year old self stay alive right yeah um yeah 13 13 14. <laughs> right just that just that time right before we someone uh someone handed us the a, a metal album and be like listen to this and then we got <laughs> and then we were all disturbed oh actually that 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 was a little bit earlier than that the first time i the the, the first rock and roll al album i heard was appetite for distraction destruction distraction <laughs> appetite for destruction that's actually a cool name appetite for distraction i'm going to use that for something anyway appetite for destruction it, it had just recently come out came out and uh my neighbor wanted to have some some time alone with his girlfriend we were all hanging out together i was a little kid back then i was maybe eight i don't know and he wanted to spend some time with his, with his with the other neighbor which they weren't anyways they wanted to spend some time alone so he said here have my walkman with this tape i i got the other day and it was up there for destruction and i heard that i i heard that album and German. i haven't stopped yeah. listening to it ever since i think i think for a while that was that was the only thing that was the only tape i had so that was the only thing i was listening to and it all spiraled from there I, right then and there i knew i wanted to play music i wanted to be a musician and i wanted to be a rock star of course <laughs> that's that's everybody's dream um first album my first metal album i heard or well let me just say first rock album i held in my in my hand and listened to it from a what the hell is this standpoint like i really want to want to understand this was injustice for from metallica and i was only 11 years old i got grounded because i was bringing the devil's music at home uh, yeah i didn't have a, I, didn't, I didn't hear they didn't have that problem i'm so sorry you had to go through that i have friends i had to go through that shit and it was, well it was not well, you know, it's uh, it, it it was it was all through phases. Like, it was funny because when I was two years old, I remember listening to Michael Jackson, and I remember listening to Poison, "Look What the Cat Dragon," um, Molly Crew, "White Snake." Uh, I mean, my sisters are nine and eleven years older than I am, so by the time that I was two, all of their boyfriends were listening to metal, and I remember being four years old and listening to "Ride the Lightning," and I was like. What the hell is that? That's the devil. <laughs> but obviously, 11 years old, you know, teenage angst started to kick in and I started listening to that. By the time that I was 15 years old, it was like, I already knew what the hell was Halloween. And all my friends were like, listen to Death Dose, man. That sucks. Listen to <laughs> Halloween. Listen to like really good music. And then we started discovering Rhapsody, who turned out to be Rhapsody of Fire, and Look at Really, and and Stradivarius and God knows how many other bands. That's that's too that's too technical for me. That, I like it. I like it, but that but I, I'm more into the the trashier and 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 more rock and roll type of, of, of metal. Well, I was I was able to actually find one of the very 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 early early um, tapes from Benham. Ah, nice from 1981. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was stolen from me. In a in a car in in, in handlebar, uh, I, I think you know what handlebar is. <laughs> yeah, I played there once. I played there once, and I I wanted to take a, I wanted to play there. I wanted to play there so bad, man, so bad, and and they never they never got back to me. And one day they 
when I was doing the Motorhead tribute, they actually contacted me for it, but apparently they didn't like the price I gave them and they, they never got back to me again. So I only played there once. I only got to play like three or four songs and I really liked the place and I would love to play there, but <coughs> I guess that's not happening. It's, it's funny because in, in, in Puerto Rico, for those who don't know the market in Puerto Rico, but in the 90s, it was kind of like, you know, if you, if you were successful, uh, if you were an independent band or an upcoming artist, if two things happen, one, you, you got played, you got aid, uh, airtime on Alpha Rock, which is the rock station in, was the rock station in Puerto Rico. Was the rock station. <laughs> and, or two, you actually, uh, sorry, use the middle finger there in the video. Two, you you got to play at a Hard Rock Cafe in Old San Juan. If you e yeah. did either one of those two things, it was like, dude, you made it. You made it. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. If you if you play at the Hard Rock Cafe or open a uh, uh, or open for a, for someone uh, uh, at a someone big, yeah, for someone big. If you open for for another band that came from the states, or you played a high rock, you you made it. That's it. That's the end of your career down there. After that, if you don't jump the ship, it's pretty. You wouldn't you wouldn't have you wouldn't be bigger yeah. than that, you know. Yeah, I re I remember uh, someone telling me, "No, dude, you actually gotta go to Cuervos Cafe and play there." I'm like, "What the fuck?" Ah, uh, dude, that that I mean, that I, place I, was cool. Uh, at some at some point that that's that was that was the place you know and now i personally go to to arecibo uh i go to willis that's where that's the that was the last place that was playing bands consistently every weekend you know yeah so obviously you have the 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 music at the independent music artist uh thing down here in puerto rico in in the states you basically have Focus yourself on two things, which is, or three things, which are um, obviously your tattoo career, which is your, mm. I'm going to call it day job, or though I think that would be yeah, kind, of that's an, that. kind of an insult. But no, 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 it's still a job. It's a fun job, but it's still a job. You know, it's, right. it's my job. It's my career. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a full time tattoo artist. You actually have one contest because I, I do, I do, by the way, uh, people, if you want, uh, I, I encourage you to go to Facebook and search for Gambits Inc., which is Elias's um, yeah, official page. Yeah, and gambitsinc.com is my website. It needs to be updated. I haven't updated it in about six months, so I suck. Well, <laughs> don't worry. My webpage is three weeks old and I think I sucked. So. <laughs> And this podcast is being recorded today, Sunday, the 28th of October, 2018. So, all right. Crazy. All right. So, and you're, you're also, you've also been working on, on your own uh, comic books. Um, the argument yes. was the last one, which I, I bought and I, I got really into it. And then all of a sudden I was like, so the argument was about this? Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> People, yeah, thank, even, thank my, you. even my mom liked it. She was like, "I think, th I think this is so, this is so simple. This is like kiss." I'm like, "Wow, mom, this is the first time you actually use kiss in a mm -hmm. sentence. This is awesome." <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the most recent one. The the argument before that one, the year, uh, the the one that I published before that one was a sketchbook. It was called Sketches and Nightmares. Um, and, uh, before that, my first comic, my first published one was, uh, Unos Treinta Tiro. That one was, that one, that one, that, that's the first one. Yeah. Uh, I got that one. I got that. Yeah. One. yeah. Uh, but so far, yeah, I've published, uh, uh, three books, um, three comic books. 
aside from the tattooing uh every day that's uh that's about it right now how how have you been able to actually uh go from just saying i want to i want to do my comic book to actually uh dedicating the time uh finding the way to actually print it and then getting it and getting it to people's hands because people people have this freaking mentality of if you build it they will come no motherfucker no. that only <laughs> happened that only happened in the movie and it's, it's because it was written that way right <laughs> and so and darth Vader was in there uh, james <laughs> r jones so the force was ready with that motherfucker in the stupid form right <laughs> so well, no it, it's not build it and they will come it's like work your ass off <laughs> um it it's it's not easy it's it wasn't it, it's it hasn't been a it hasn't been an easy it hasn't been an easy journey an easy journey um i've been trying to do my own comic book since I was in high school back in 1994, 95, between 93 and 96. That's when I was in high school with my friend Aníbal, which it's the writer of my first book. Um, we've been trying, we've been, we've, we've been trying for so long, and the reason it never happened it's because I, I, I kept putting it off. There's no other excuse. It was me. I, I wasted a lot of time, you know, and, uh, um, but. Three years ago, uh, we've we've had that script since 2011, I think. No, wait, eight or nine, 2009, 10, something like that. And that's how long that script was. It was it was written in 08, 09, and it was published in 2015. That's how long it took me to 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 actually sit down and do it. Um, like I said, it's not easy. You 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 put you you put walls in front of you 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 look for excuses to not do the things you need to do i have to oh no i i can't work on this page today because i tattoo all day and i'm super tired and i need to rest you know because tomorrow i have another tattoo or or no i'm i'm gonna work on that uh page but first let me do this other thing that it's not equally important but i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it priority or things I need to do. So once I I I sat down and uh, and decided to do it, which with encouragement from my from from my wife, um, she was the one that said, "If you really want to do it, you need to sit down and do it. You you cannot wait for that time to magically appears for you to do it. You have to do it, otherwise it it, it will never get done because." you've had that script on with you for eight years now and you haven't and then and the time to draw it hasn't showed up yet you know by the time you do it it's not going to be relevant uh luckily it was still relevant it's i think more relevant now than it than it was when it was written um but it takes a lot of sacrifice it takes a lot of work i drew i did uh i did the first um book the uno trenta tiros the, the it's 80 90 pages and i draw the 90 pages ink the 90 pages letter the 90 pages assemble the 90 pages i put it all together between january and may 2015 and it got done it needed to be done and it got done but 
I you can you can when you see the book you can tell that by the end I was rushing because like I said we we put we put it aside we put it aside we put it aside and 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 when I actually decided to do it it was I, I had very little time so it worked because it put it made me have to okay I need to do it if I don't do it it's not going to happen by this date you know putting myself a deadline was uh was very important and finding the time we have 24 hours and a day and we waste so much time doing absolutely nothing so what i did is that no matter how late i stayed i would i would sit down after work and i would draw at least a page at least one page and one page can take to completion about eight hours so if i was going to go bed late it was it was because i wanted to get this done I mean, I'm, I was used to going to bed late for no reason at all, just because I was just because some, just because we were binge watching something on freaking <laughs> binge watching. Sometimes not even beach one binge watching. Sometimes it was just watching, looking at my phone, and 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 do we spend so much time doing nothing, just looking at the phones a day? It's incredible. Anyway, yeah. so then after it was done. It's uh, the difficult. The, the other difficult part was. I mean, every every everything has been difficult. Everything has been really hard, but it's part of it. It 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 has to be that way. Otherwise, everyone can do it. You know, if you get something to completion, it's because you want to do it. So finding someone to print it in Puerto Rico was a little bit of a pain. There were places that uh, didn't even know what I was talking, how to approach what I was talking about. They didn't have an idea of how to publish a uh, print a comic book um there there were some places that they asked me to send the book so that they could see if they could print it and i i didn't trust it so i was not gonna have my book in people's hands yeah. especially a a, a a a printer you know so i finally found somewhere and and he he was great he helped me out and he said this is what i need and i said right it's here it's done and just let me know when it's done. And, and it took like two weeks to put it to, to print. It was very limited run at the, at that time. Like I only printed like a hundred copies because I didn't know how much I could, I was going to sell or not, which is another thing you have no idea because you have to give a number, a hundred followers, 91 are going to say, yes, I'm, I'm interested. I'll buy it. And when you finally show up with the product, 10 or 12 people only actually, say hey and that doesn't that yeah. doesn't add up to to compensate for everything anyway so after that came the putting it into people's hands if you want something out there you have to people are not just going to show up magically in front of you like i just said you have to push it you have to work hard that means going to conventions the, going to stores talking to your friends, social media, right now it's uh, it's uh, posted everywhere, you know? And hard work, man. That's, 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 that's all it takes. If we were to summarize this in, 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 a, in, in just five words, it would be every day I'm hustling. Dude, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a hustle. It, <laughs> I mean, when, when I, when I moved here, I registered Gambit's Inc. 
into a company. So Gambit Sync is a it's a limited liability company here in registered in Florida. Um, and once you take that step, even before that, even before that, everywhere I go, I would every chance I would get to talk about my product, be it the comic, the tattoos, the music, whatever. That's all there. That's all. That's all you do. You you you're you're never not working. Even even on your days off, you are working. You know. Um, Today <laughs> exactly. It's a it's a exactly. Sunday and we're here. Exactly. I mean, I work on Sunday, so for me, it's not a day off. But but right now, right now, um, I would be sitting down probably watching a movie today because it's the only day that I allow myself to not do anything if I don't have to. You know. Well, yeah. When when it when it one day a week to just be like today, I'm not doing anything for the love the, of the problem. The problem with that is when you when you let that take over another two or three days a week, suddenly you have, you're not doing anything. Well, uh, that's a good, this is a good moment to actually uh, mention that um, this one of my late, last posts on the blog, I actually talk about the full focus planner. Guys, I'm not kidding. This thing has helped me because there are days that you do a lot of things, but they're so little that you actually are like, I haven't done anything. But the fact that you can actually check them off in your, in your agenda going like this, It it sounds it doesn't look well. Th this day suck because this day I didn't do anything. But <laughs> but there's been there's been days that I've been like, oh my god, it's three o'clock, and then I look at my agenda. It's like I've done everything. I've done the top three things that I needed to do, and I've done every other thing, and I've done more. So what do I do? I pull the plug because at that point in time, I'm I'm allowed to actually be like, okay, I'm good. Because so I keep I save that energy for tomorrow. So I can come across, come with the same energy, with the same enthusiasm on the next day. And yeah. I gotta say, it's this has been this has been so 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 good. But I agree with you in the fact that procrastinating on a project sucks so bad. And I can and I can honestly say that because I started working on my book on 2015, and I stopped because I said. I believe I don't have the right attitude right now or the complete whole experience to complete this book on the subject matter at hand. I believe now in 2018 that I do have that knowledge. What happens? I don't know where to pick it up from. <laughs> I don't know whether I should just start like a new section or a new chapter. Obviously, it should be a new chapter or just be like, um, Scratch what I already did and start from new. And that this has happened to me in the past with albums, records. Um, I've already recorded two records by my own and I destroyed them completely because by the time that I was done, there had been so much time between songs and songs that by the end it was like, I'm not I'm I'm not digging this. I'm not like this sucks. I'm not into this type of music in general i don't have that anger already in my system or i don't feel that sad because now i now i i have a new girlfriend and i don't despise my old girlfriend or whatever so mm -hmm. you know mentality and timing and mentality have such an influence in art and the way that you want to present your art the way that you want to present this project and you want to uh work on it and sometimes people forget things like that so Procrastination is not only that you're delaying the release of your project, 
or your dream, it actually hurts when you start and stop, start and stop. Oh, yeah. Because you're like, what? The, how the hell do I pick this from? Your mindset changes. The, the, the problem with that, and this is something, um, this, this is before I actually uh, published my first book. I did, uh, I was hosting uh, Scott Snyder's panel. Uh, he was writing Batman at the time. And uh, I was hosting this panel and, and we, were, we, were, we were talking about, about motivation and how to overcome writer's block. And, and one of the things he said is that you, you can't wait until inspiration comes, comes and hits you because your customer doesn't care how inspired you are. The customer asks for a product and you have to deliver. So if you, if you, you have to, you have a deadline and you have to write 25 pages, you can't, you have to force yourself to write those 25 pages. And even if you don't like what you're writing, you have to keep writing and you have to continue because while you're doing that, you're, you're starting to, to put those grinds to work and a couple pages in you go oh wait something came up and you can either incorporate it into what you're already writing or you put that in pause and this is what i'm going to write and you write it i mean i don't advise jumping from project to project because you're gonna go you're not never gonna finish anything but you have to force yourself to do it like i i sometimes wake up and i'm like oh man it's my day off. I just want to stay home today and not have to go to my studio. I have the, I go to the tattoo studio every day and then I have my art studio, uh, which is just crossing the street from the other, from the other studio. But I, when I'm not in the tattoo studio, I'm in my studio in, and sometimes I sit down and I go through pages and pages of sketches before I get to something that, uh, that I like or before I actually feel energized enough to tackle the the main project that i'm working on like i have i have a, a a script for two years now it's a time travel script and i like the script and i and i i love it and i've only had I've, i only have like five pages drawn right in the meantime i actually got to i got to publish the argument um which is a little bit it was a it's, a, it's a shorter story. I got yeah. intimidated by the, by the, by the other one. This is a going to end up being a hundred something pages, you know, and, and that stopped me. So what I did is that I went to my studio and just started drawing, started drawing. I can't draw those pages. Then I'm going to draw something that I'm going to put my, my time into drawing something until I find what I'm looking for. And that's how the argument came about. Um, it was actually inspired on a, on a, on a, on a real life argument with a, with the writer of the other book with, with Aníbal. Um, but I'm not gonna spoil that, <clears throat> but you have to, you have to sit down and if you have to draw, you just draw, 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 draw. And in one of those sketch sketches, maybe not today, but tomorrow, one of those sketches is going to help you, um, it's gonna help you, or it's gonna. Oh, this is an idea that I can use, you know. And, well, and you put, you, you create things, and you leave it there for later because later you're gonna need them. Well, the um, I'm my own worst critic because I tend to be a very heavy um, perfectionist. 
So one of the things, uh, one of the advantages that I do have is that I play guitar. I cannot claim for the life of me that I know music because um, I have a very good friend who his name is Julio. And whenever we're talking, he's like, you're an idiot. That's not, it, A doesn't go there. That's actually a G sharp. It's not A or whatever. I'm like, man, you're killing me. Whatever. Oh. It's okay. I don't, I don't, I, I, I know how to make uh, noise with my instruments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or what, or when I remember when I, when I used to play at church and um, the pastor would be like, so we got Miguel here who plays guitar and I would be like, no, yo soy un buen aguajero. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just hold the guitar. That's all I do. Yeah, just, I just pretend. I just I pretend. Just, I, just, I just pretend really cool. Uh, so anyways, but, uh, but for the theme song of rock and block, I kept going and going and, and going on annoying different, different things and trying different things out. And I remember it was about two weeks ago. My nephew was here. I was like, okay, so you're going to learn to be a recording engineer because that's what I went to Florida to study. Uh, art engineering and that's the thing uh i i'm not a, if i'm gonna hold the guitar if i'm gonna be the talent it takes a lot if i have to play with a computer and be changing hats it doesn't work out like i cannot switch from creative side to uh to the other side that quickly i'm not able to i cannot chew gum and walk for the life of me in that sense because something is gonna suffer So I asked my, my nephew, I told him, like, click here, tap here. I opened, uh, I synchronized my iPad with the Logic X. And I was like, tap here, record when I tell you, stop when I tell you. And I did it, you know, kiss, very foolproof. And I started going and going and going and going and do it. Let's do it again. Just keep recording. And I just kept going and going and going and going. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I got it. I finally got the song. We got it. Okay, let's do bass. I don't have a bass. A bass. Damn it. All right. Rhythm at a very heavy bass amp modulation and I'll just play with my fingers on my guitar and I did it and that's the song for this uh podcast that's a theme song and it's if it sucks well you know who you can blame it's me um <laughs> but at least the 20 people that I asked if they liked it they were like sounds good all right perfect cool and you have you have a you have a big list of people that you you send your things for 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 feedback I have uh, like three people that I send things for feedback. Well, it, I, I, it varies. It, it, depending on what I'm doing, I send them to a, 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 I, I don't send, I don't send it to everyone at the same time because I, uh, I want to see different things depending on what they say. And then I change and I try here and then I change and I try here. Well, I, I, I do have a couple of people because I have the people who are very technological and they don't care about music. I have the, the, the people who are very into, into music who will be like, dude, You're out of, you're, you're not, you're not in tempo. You're not in tempo, man. Or they're going to be like, why did you go with a G major when it was supposed to be a minor scale? I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, well here's, here's the thing. Don't, don't let that, don't, don't, you, you can't let that dictate everything that every project that you do. Agree. Because that's, then that's going to, then that's going to be a problem. You, you have to, my advice to you is to, to trust yourself a little bit more, well, you know, Going back, I'm sorry to interrupt, uh, that interrupted you. Um, going, going a little bit back, when you're doing, when you're working for yourself, when you when you decide to become your own boss, when I when I decided to 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 do Gambit Inc. and dedicate the rest of my life to doing art as best as I could, I wasn't ready. I I wasn't ready. 
I, and I still not, and I'm still not ready. I, I, I'm still learning every chance I get, I, I pick up a book and I, and I read through it and, and I try to learn something new. And I always try to incorporate what I learned from, from what I learned into my, into my, into my projects. But I had to let go of that criticism that we are our own worst critics. I agree with you. And sometimes there's, there's, paintings that I do that I don't like and I keep working, I keep working, I keep working and I overwork them. And now it's, now it's too overwork. It looks good, but it's too overwork. And that's something that I'm learning now. The when, learning when to stop, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing a painting, especially in the digital, the, when I'm doing digital paintings, learning when to stop because you get you get into it and you and you continue knowing this could be better and this could be better and this could be better and then you spend 40 45 hours in a painting that nobody likes you know but you sometimes it you have to you have to take a step back and and okay so this is what i made i know it's not it doesn't have everything that i know in it and it's not perfect but but it works you know and and when i was doing when i was doing music uh like i know that if i continue i can make it better but if i do that i'm gonna keep delaying it and delaying it and by the time i'm done i don't want to deal with it you know there are there are <laughs> I remember in 2007, I met Bruce Sweden. Many people don't know this name, but Bruce Sweden is actually the guy responsible for all of Michael Jackson's records since not, since Thriller. Okay. He was the he was the audio engineer. He okay. um, and he and Michael were were inseparable. You know, just like um. I, uh, just like the exec executive producer, I forgot his name. Uh, he was the one who, I always forget his name, God. <laughs> Quincy, Quincy Jones, Quincy Jones. Obviously everyone knows Quincy Jones. Everyone knows Quincy Jones. Everyone knows he is a talented trumpet player, then a producer and musician and such. And when they, when they started doing, um, oh, well, God, what's the song? Ding. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Billie Jean, yeah. thank you. All right, Billie Jean. When they started doing Billie Jean, um, it was it was funny because they were like, so mix one. Um, you got to turn off the bass, and then you could hear the doom, 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 the bass line. Okay, that's cool. But um, Michael would be like, oh, could you could you turn up the the voice? Because I would like to hear my voice a little bit more. Damn, I do a really good Michael Jackson impersonation. Yeah, that, that, was, that, was, <laughs> that was awesome. awesome. <laughs> and then, and then, very, uh, you know, Quincy would be like, "No, no, 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 that's not it. Let's do this," and and so on and so forth. And then, Bruce said that at one point in time, it was like, "Look, guys, this is costing way too much money. This is 1982, and there were there were stacks of tapes of analog tapes, and they were like." We're in mix number 93. Can you guys figure which one are we going to go with for this goddamn song? And then Quincy Jones just went like, 
can we listen to one of the old ones just to compare where we've been to where we are now and and, and so on and so forth all right the one that's on the record it's actually mix number two yeah, yeah <laughs> because it was simple it was very organic and it was just the approach that everyone needed sometimes overworking things look from i did audio in at a church and if you want to be a really good musician or if you want to be a really good audio engineer do it do it for god you know <laughs> here's why even if you want to be a really good drummer uh you you will need to learn songo which is six eighth time signature and if you want to be a guitar player you will you will need to figure out a way to actually use major and minor scales all the way front one backwards and keep on going if you want to be a really good singer you need to know when to shut up and when to actually sing and if you want to be a really good audience engineer, you need to figure out that girl can't sing for the life of her but we, <laughs> right <laughs> we need to make her sound good and sometimes yeah, yeah. sometimes people forget that all microphones cannot be at nominal level they have to be negative 5 TV and you have to understand the laws of sound which is minus for every three decibels it's that's actually double of what it was before um, and you know sometimes EQing people and just be like you're very nasal so that means that your mate um, AQs between uh, 1k 1 one a thousand kilohertz or three thousand kilohertz I'm gonna have to tone it down so you don't so you don't sound like you're like that like oh when I when I when I set up the show I had this my console I had I didn't have a huge equipment but I could crank that shit up to eleven and I would put things I would I would think I would just connect things okay so this pointy thing goes into that hole there flap and this is the volume and this is oh that sounds awful okay take a little bit of that one right and now you see that one that says volume yeah put it on 10 there you go let's do this <laughs> yeah but and by the time that it was by the time it was third set which everyone was drunk it was like but it goes to 11. <laughs> but this one goes to no, 11. Uh, we were actually by by the time we get to the to to set number three, it was usually more like, man, you guys are super loud. Could you dial it down a notch a little bit? It's like, ah, no. That's that's hilarious because for every for every uh, twenty four ounces of alcohol in your system, you actually lose about five decibels of hearing. <laughs> really? <laughs> why do you why do you think? why do you think that when you go to when you go to a when you go to a pub or you go to a you know some somewhere that they're playing electronic music or some sort it gets louder every 22 minutes because every two every 22 minutes the dj just goes like mm, <laughs> and starts pushing those dvs and starts you know they start turning everything and they start lowering the bass just a little bit so you can hear the highs and doing the crossovers i'm getting too technical on this shit yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway but yeah going back to the overworking things i agree um sometimes sometimes um you know just keeping things simple uh a kiss as i like to say the simple the simpler they are the more gratifying it can be because you're like i just did this out of passion in a quick moment 
and then you start building confidence. Just it's just like it's just like building something of, of with a Lego. You can start with something that just costs you the, the little Legos that they sell at the you know the cash registers, which are like five bucks, and you build those things and just start building a whole bunch of those things, and you start getting into it. So you start going in, into more and more. Just like buying comic books. You don't you never think about buying comic books from I'm gonna buy the whole saga. You just go like uh, let me see what this is all about. And you start <laughs> going going for one, just like what happened to me, thanks to you, with the whole um dark dark universe or dark nights um with Batman. Oh, the, the- I, I just started going with one and then with a second one, and then I don't live in New York, and the guys would the guys from Midtown Comics, shout out to them. By the way, this podcast is not being sponsored by any other company other than Michael Media. But <laughs> the, guys at, the guys at Midtown Comics by uh, by Fulton Street in New York, in Manhattan, they were like, dude, I haven't seen you in a while. Well, I just come every like two months. Why? Don't you live in New York? No, I live in Puerto Rico. Then what yeah. the hell are you doing co- buying comic books here? I'm like, well, I'm in town, so I'm just going to buy town. This one? Yeah, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was able in, in, in just three in just three trips that I took to New York. I was able to actually uh you know how they have the the rewards that for every hundred dollars they give you something. I was no, able to I, I didn't know that because it was <laughs> oh my god, that's that right there tells you how much <laughs> I know about that place. Anyway, um but yeah, uh, I you start you start going with little blocks and then you build your your whole thing. So yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's how everyone with an entrepreneurial mind should start taking things into consideration. Well, we've been going a little bit too much into this now. Question: Since we started mentioning comic books, um, entertainment. What what are your thoughts about um, the upcoming superhero movies? I'm actually excited for uh, Aquaman, and I've never liked Aquaman before in my life. I mean, I think I think nobody liked Aquaman. <laughs> I mean, there's a, of course that, that let, let me not say let me not say that Aquaman did have, have had a, a fan base. I, I have a friend, very good friend, that he's always like like the like Aquaman, no matter what. I started enjoying it a little bit more. I actually started enjoying the character when the new Fifty Two came out. The the Aquaman title was actually the, by Jeff Jones was actually super super good. So you like it, but now that that it's uh, Jason Momoa playing him, of course he's gonna, he, he, everyone's gonna like him, you know. It's have you seen that dude? <laughs> well, it, it, well, here's the funny part: you actually met Jason Momoa, and he bought your work, right? Yeah, no, actually, actually, no, I, I can't say that he bought, I, I, that he bought it. I actually gave it to him. I, uh, I forgot oh. his name when I was signing the thing. Uh, yeah, he, he liked he liked one of my prints. Uh, he stopped by the table and he liked one of my prints, and and I I signed it and I gave it to him, and he shook my hand, and I haven't washed that hands ever since. It it has worms, I think. That um, reminds me of the I, I did wash my hands. That that reminds me of the Simpsons in Teleonce, which <laughs> wow. 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 It has <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm actually pretty excited about that movie. I I. I I really really want to see it. I I was a little bit skeptical, but I'm because I'm not going to lie to you. When they cast him as Aquaman, I was like, ah, oh, come on, man! He could have done something. I I I think he would have done a great Lobo instead of Aquaman, honestly. But since I agree with you, 
yeah, but but he's he's doing Aquaman. I might as well enjoy it instead of like, oh, I don't like it. He doesn't look like Aquaman. So fuck it, vete. Let's see it. And the trailer that they released, the, that five minute long trailer, it's like ridiculous. And the director says, I promise you, you haven't even scratched the surface on the movie with that five minute trailer. I mean, it's only five minutes, but come on, it was a lot of footage in that in that trailer and. Actually, now I want to see it even more. Like I'm, I'm, I'm there day one. <laughs> well, that's. Uh, I got to tell you, I, you and I have had this conversations uh, on Facebook, and you're like, I wouldn't use the word hate because it's a strong word, but I'm like, I hate. I, I just don't like. The, I just don't like using that word, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I despise Ben Affleck. I don't. <laughs> I, 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 I got to say, but in, in all fairness. He did an amazing job as Batman in Dawn and Justice because I was able to actually see the Batman that I've been playing in the yeah. Arkham trilogy, which is yeah. it's it it was very different from the Batman of Christopher Nolan because Christopher Nolan's Batman, nothing against Christian Bale, but for God's sake, the voice was horrible, <laughs> and all of the fights were just with elbows. It was always elbow elbows. That was it. <laughs> Elbows and knees. Elbows and knees. No, yeah. I, I, it actually, it actually, it actually makes sense when I, because at, at first I noticed, uh, I noticed, uh, I noticed that, and when I did a little bit of research on it, and I mean, a little bit of research was maybe watching a couple doc, the the special features, and maybe reading an article or two online. It's not like I went and did a like, vast amount of research, you know? But it made, it made sense the way they, 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 they did it. And I, and I honestly didn't mind. Trying to move with a cape is not easy. So I can only imagine trying to fight with a cape and a, and, a, and, a, and a fucking mask that doesn't let you move that easily. I mean, I can see why you want to keep the flashiness away, away from, 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 from the fight. Well, but I, I love those movies, so... Well, um, I got to tell you, I, I'm, I'm very worried about the whole thing with the DC uh, Entertainment Universe because now with AT&T buying Warner and the, there's a whole bunch of, well, what are we going to do budget-wise and such? And now uh, supposedly Henry's no longer going to be Superman because he's going to be doing The Witcher, which everyone knows. But there's rumors that he didn't quit, but he's just waiting on coming back with a better offer because he really wants to be Superman. I think he was a really good Superman. I think he is the Superman that we need right now. He has that he, look. He he did look the part. He did look the part. And and I I saw an article a, a day or two ago. It's done. Warner Brothers is not going to work with uh, with Henry with with with, with uh, Cavill or Affleck version of Batman or Superman. Those are done. Um. Oh. I don't. I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know. I don't know what's. I honestly don't understand what's wrong. They have this opportunity, and and they keep screwing it up. And it's it's not that the movies are bad. It's just that they're different to what we're used to seeing for the past ten years. You know, Marvel set up a a, a, a way of a standard. They set up a standard. Yes, but not every movie. Not every movie has to be like that. Exactly. You know? You, you should you should try to do you you know there there's there's their their way and there there's this way which is kind of like you can play four horsemen or you can play mechanics it's the same exactly. song but there's two different tempos and two different verse and two different lyrics 
I mean, and even Dave Mustaine actually says it. Uh, there's their way, and there's and our no. way. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that 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 Snyder had something going on really cool, and sadly, it it, it we won't be able to see the his his vision entirely. You know. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, I do have to say that one of the things that actually surprised me was they did another movie about Superman's death. This got to suck because I watched Doom, uh, the Doom, the original one, and then I bought, I, I, I bought it on, uh, I bought it on iTunes on my Apple TV for nine ninety nine. I'm like, well, it's just ten bucks. I mean, I might as well. I, I spend more, much more when I got the munchies on on McDonald's. So whatever. I watched the movie. I was blown away with that movie. The way that they're that they took the story that was back in 1992, which was the biggest comic book story. For that whole decade, because not yeah, even right? not even Age of Apocalypse, which was the first thing that I had collected in comic books, not even Age of Apocalypse could stand on its own against the death of Superman. Because no yeah. one in their no one in their right mind would have thought that the iconic Superman would actually die. No, That's pretty cool. I remember when that happened. I remember I was I was like six years old, and they and someone came up to me and said. Did you see the the comic book that Superman died? I was like, "What? <laughs> that can't happen! It's Superman. If it has super and man, it's like he's invisible. It's Superman. You can't kill Superman." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, you yeah." I said the same. Th I said the same thing the first time I heard about it. Then I read the books, and they were really, they were really fun. It, it Which uh, well, uh, you did you watch? Uh, uh, you're talking about the new the new version, the new movie, right? The new animated movie, which it's going to kickstart a whole bunch of new things because now we got Superman coming up. The new movie about the, you know, the other super the, the yeah. other versions of Superman coming on, which is mm -hmm. Super Superboy, Steel, yeah, the um, Reign of Superman, the Reign of Superman. Thank you. Um, I'm really excited about it because it looks really promising. It looks really cool, and the way that they adapted the story from the 52 now the changes, but they're still. Go are trying to mix everything together so it it comes from a 2018 perspective and it's like okay it it makes sense because we're talking about 26 years ago uh the death of superman making it relevant now in 2018 when everyone's like hip superheroes die man what, what yeah it's, it's it's not it's not that's not a thing that's not a thing that's shocking anymore you know yeah hey, sorry if you collect comic books you by now should know that When a character dies, it's if it's probably not for long. Well, like, yeah. The chances, that, the chances that a character stays dead in a comic book, it's a very unless unless he's a character that that nobody cared about, he he's probably gonna come back. And if it's someone that nobody cared about, and you put Mar Brian Michael Bendis to write it, suddenly the character's gonna be stupid good and stupid popular and there he is again you know well that, that happened with colossus i mean it was like oh nobody cares about colossus anymore and then new x-men arrived and x-men 5 and it's like colossus is back oh my god colossus is <laughs> yeah. <back>. Yeah. <laughs> i remember i remember that and it's like i remember a friend saying well wolverine hasn't died really He was there for like three years now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but not even not even before, not even with the whole uh, adamantium falling over him. It was like, 
Wolverine's been dead like a couple of times. Like the 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 one time that they blasted him to a whole other freaking universe, meaning he's dead. He's gone to the next <laughs> dimension, and then just a scrap of his brain was left, and from that he gener- regenerated, regenerated, and was like, "I'm here again." And it's like, oh, "Well, no, <laughs> like, hell, really?" But um. Yeah, I'm really excited about about um, those movies. Actually, I believe that, which is funny, the animated movies of DC are so, so much better than the live-action movies, in my opinion. I don't know what's your yes. take. Yes, I mean, I wouldn't, it's just, it, uh, yeah, basically, you can say that. You can say that the animated movies are are better, are, are, are better. They're a little bit more contained. Um, to stay and, on point. And they and they try to stay more faithful to the to the comic books, you know, which is pretty cool. But at the same time, at first, and here's a here's a this is something that I change the way I think about it. Is that at first I would get angry about uh, when a movie wasn't oh, it doesn't even doesn't even have this from the book, and then I'm like, no, wait, I yeah, the book was really cool, but I like I I, I learned to appreciate someone else's version you know it's not that different from when someone says hey i want you to make a drawing of superman for me and how would you if you created superman how would you create it and i was like oh that's interesting so how i would have designed his costume you know and 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 that's the way i see movies that are adapted from a specific book it's like okay let's see this person's version of this thing that i really like you know and then you will either like it or you don't, you know, but I think sometimes it's not even fair to compare them because it doesn't even. Well, it's just, it's, it's just like when Jim Lee was actually drawing, um, drawing X-Men and the way that the way that they were drawn, it was really cool at, the, at that point in time. Then they brought the, the other guy right after him and it was like, this is crap. I mean, Wolverine <laughs> looks so flat and the pages are like old news. Yeah, you're- and you're talking about Andy. You're talking about Andy Kewer right now. Well, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm really bad with um, drawers, uh, comic book drawers. Uh, no, it's okay. Um, no, no, it's okay. But I mean, but I agree. At that time, I didn't like Andy Kewer's work. Now I see it. I'm like, now, now, yeah, cool. it's, it's just like um, what Todd McFarlane was doing Spider-Man, which a lot of people don't know that he actually drew Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually had. Uh, one of the uh, best-selling comic books of, of all time, I think that one, X-Men number one by Jim Lee and, Cle- and Chris Kerman, it still has the record of the best-selling comic book, I think. I might be mistaken. But uh, when he did Spider-Man number one, uh, they, gave him, they gave him Spider-Man and they let him write it and they let him uh, draw it at the same time and they let him have fun with the character, which... Which is something that we're missing nowadays in the industry. Yeah, um, it, it, it's right now. It's we get you got to make it so it's a storyline that we can that we somehow can monetize into a TV series, a movie, or a or a video game. So we can buy, we can have toys, and then we can target a, uh, five year olds until thirteen year old kids, and then Christmas, and then boom, and I go home and um, and I have a yacht and I live in. Yeah, New York or something. I don't know. <laughs> but it, yeah, there's that. Yeah. There's there's not. They're not letting. If you're not, uh, uh, um, they're, they're not exploring storylines. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you're not a, a, a super known writer, a great, great, great writer, they're not going to let you play around with their toys as you should. They let you play with their toys, but there are certain rules. You're going to play with my toys, but these are my rules to play with my toys, which I understand. You want to preserve, uh, uh, you know, a standard for your, for, your, for your product, you know, but at the same time, we are we are we are losing a lot of fun you know there's 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 not much fun in comic books nowadays and i'm really sad to say that because as you can tell i like reading comic books yeah definitely well that that actually is translating now to even um the tv because um obviously uh which one i don't know if you had any favorites but um what about the marvel tvs uh look cage iron fist uh daredevil and jessica jones the defenders We're already, well, order, already two down. In, in in order, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Defenders, Iron Fist. That would be the order of, of how I how much I like them. Iron Fist. I don't. We forgot, it we forgot the Punisher. I'm sorry. We oh, and the Punisher. Punisher. Well, Punisher is right there in between Jessica Jones and Daredevil. Thank you. Um. Uh. Iron Fist was a very weak series. It was rushed, and that's that's what I'm what I was gonna get into a minute ago. Is that um, now things there's there's they just want to do it, get it out, do it, get it out, do it, get it out, and and some things they're not sometimes not even planning it right. You know, they're just rushing through things to get it out as fast as possible to monetize on it, and I get it, but at the same time, there's there's no fun, and that's a series that could have been same. Time better um luke cage i'm really that one actually hurt that for to me it actually hurt that they canceled it season two was way way better than the first one and yeah, agreed. and i think I've, i've i've never seen a movie or watch a series a series where or maybe i have but anyways i think the use of a soundtrack luke cage season two has the best use of a soundtrack yeah. to help move the plot yeah agreed Like every song that was in in every scene was carefully chosen because it somehow related help or or related or helped the scene that was going set on. It, it actually it, it it was a setup. It 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 helped you set move the plot, the mood, and for the for the plot for the next scene mm -hmm. or what was going yep. on. And even yep. my wife noticed it, and she's never like I've never owned a Luke Cage comic book. I've never owned one, and, it, and she's, ne she's not a comic book uh, reader. And even her, she was saying, oh, my God, this actually makes sense. Like, it, like I knew what I was going to, what I was expecting, or it would actually kind of, like, pivot you up to, to something else, and then the story would, like, surprise you, which was, was great. That's where the fun part comes in, you know? That's, that's right. what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure that when they were the directors and 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 – And the people that are in charge of making the show happen, when they were doing that, they were having the time of their life choosing the songs that they wanted, you know, and and right. and putting it all together. And and it's sad that one. I'm actually sad that it got canceled. I'm I'm actually not gonna be surprised if they cancel Jessica Jones because I've met um the guy. I've met one of the guys that actually used to work for Marvel TV, and. We were talking about the whole experience, and he said Jessica Jones was 
it didn't matter what other series w- was doing. Jessica Jones actually stayed at number one, even though Daredevil season two was really big because of the introduction of mm-hmm. the Punisher. Jessica Jones had stayed at number one success. Now, when the Punisher, the series, the, its own season came out, knocked down Jessica Jones, and I'm like, okay, well, Jessica Jones season two is going to be awesome. It sucked so bad. So bad. It was, it was weak. It was weak. It, it, was, it, was, it was weird. It was, I mean, I sometimes understand when you want to do origin stories, but don't base an, a whole season on your origin story. I, I mean, it, it kind of sucks. You can do a, a one third, and that would that would have been or a one fourth. Just three episodes, uh, not all all of them together. Just spread it out. But I mean, it would have made more so much more sense in that in that case. I agree with Iron Fist. I think Iron Fist. I think Captain America, uh, First Avenger, Iron Fist, and Justice League have something in common. They rushed them just to actually set up the stage for something else. Because uh, Captain America, First Avenger, it was obviously rushed so they could finally do Avengers. Um, Iron Fist's first season, they just rushed it so they could do the Defenders. And um, Justice League from from the DCU, they they rushed it just so they can kickstart up Aquaman, uh, Flash, uh, and Cyborg all together. And they could start Phase 2 of their whole universe. But they rush, and that's one of the reasons why it felt weak, and you were not you were not able to actually put pinnacle moments, really good moments, and give them the value that they deserve. Now, turns out that Captain America was not a was not a bad thing because Winter Soldier is my I gotta tell you is one of my favorite uh, standalone movies outside of the Avengers thing. It, I think uh, that's of 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 all the. Uh, my top three movies from Marvel would be not in, not in a specific order, but my my top three. I would have to say that it's a uh, uh, oh my god, Winter Soldier, uh, Black Panther, and Infinity War. I kind of agree with you. I think I think those are my I think I think those are my top three. I mean, I love civil. I love civil war, but one of the things that I hated about civil war is the fact that I know the I know the real story, and it's like this is yeah, so not what it happened. Yeah. So not well, what happened. I mean, now I'm to the point that when they use a name, I know that they're just using the name of that story that is not even gonna resemble it. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because um. Obviously, if you Infinity War as is nothing like what it was in the comic books. Oh no, 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 no! And I, but I think they did a great job. I, I think know, they I, did a great job with that movie. I, I do so too because you, the fact that you had so many characters in that movie, and you were able to give every single one of those characters their own chance mm-hmm. to actually shine, um, tells you that you're doing a really good goddamn job. And the culture that they have inside the movie—I don't know if you've seen the extras. But how obviously Black Panther, they had their own director, so the characters knew yeah. their, their own characters, and then they were telling the brothers like, when we do this, it's because of this. When we mm-hmm. when we set up for battle, the we're we're supposed to be doing this in character. It's like, oh my god, this is amazing. So, I I I believe uh, I believe that everyone's doing like this whole entertainment thing is doing a really cool job, and now we're just waiting to see for what's coming up next. I mean. Right now, everyone's waiting for episode nine of um, Star Wars. Uh, and obviously, 
everyone's kind of like um, either very pro or very against us how everything has turned out. I'm I'm one of the hopeful ones that says, you know what? It's it's time to actually divert from your original story because we need to grow. I mean, if if you fed if you feed me every single day, uh, Captain Crunch, obviously by the third time, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you and not a very nice well, way to stop. Well, I, I, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know if you like The Last Jedi. I, did, I really did. I, I did. I like that movie a lot. And I like it exactly for the same reasons everyone hates it. All the, all, the, all the reasons someone, anyone who doesn't like uh, that movie, the reasons they, they tell me, they give me for not liking it are exactly the same reasons I like the movie, for, for what I like the movie. Um, I think it was... Uh, I think the director Ryan Johnson did a great job and on, on giving you a fresh and new thing, you know, and which is what I want. I want something new. I'm I've been reading comic books, playing video games, watching movies, cartoons. Uh, uh, Do you even uh, play the RPG of Star Wars? I know about that. You know the uh, uh, novels and everything, like of the same characters it's like we are it's like they forget that the skywalkers are not the only family in that galaxy you know and it's cool and i love those characters but it's time to move on and, and give me something new and i am i would have loved if ryan johnson would be directing episode nine i am i am actually not happy with the fact well not that i'm not happy it really doesn't make a difference but i would have preferred ryan johnson instead of jj abrams because jj abrams is a pleaser like uh like uh the dude that did solo the reason they put him to direct solo it's because he is he is a people's director you know he he can give you something entertainment entertaining and good but it's not gonna stray away from the tropes that are the same that we've been seeing all these years, you know? You know, I, I watched I watched Solo in the last the last time I flew to New York and I liked it, but it could have been named every anything else. It could have been uh Michael's Mike's travel across the universe and I would have liked it. But it didn't I, I believe that didn't it didn't bring anything new over it didn't. To, to Star Wars. It no just, no it it, it it just covered how Han got the Falcon. Why is it that there's a hole in the middle? Uh, the whole twelve parsecs thing on the dice of Lando, and and spoiler alert. Oh, here here's Darth Maul for you guys, so you can be like, yeah. Oh my God, I'm gonna get killed. That that was the whole thing. It that's, and and that's and that's 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 what it is. You know, it's a movie. They played it safe. You know, they play it. They played it super safe. They made the most Star Wars movie possible uh, of, uh, on this era of Star Wars movies, you know. And and I know why they did. I know why they did it, you know. And it's and, and I'm not saying that that it's a bad movie, and and I did enjoy it, but it didn't bring anything new, you know. Exactly. And that's why I like about the Last Jedi. It's it's it, it was super fresh. Well, but here's here's another. Thing. I mean, Rogue One. Rogue One actually answered a couple of stuff, but it it brought things from another perspective outside of the whole Skywalker thing, 
and it pushed the storyline forward. I mean, it mm -hmm. filled, it filled a huge gap in story wise, mm -hmm. and we got to see Darth Vader, and we we got to see again. The, the, we got to see a couple of things that were like, oh my god, that's awesome! But you got characters that you had never seen before that you know they brought their own arc stories into the whole thing, and. I mean, it was beautiful. I, I believe Rogue One is actually a beautiful a Star Wars uh, movie, in my opinion. I, no, I, I think it's a, that I, Rogue One and The Last Jedi did a great job. Rogue One okay. building that bridge in between, in between sagas, in between sagas. You know, they did they did a they did a good job with that. They give you something new, but it stayed in the same. Again, it, it stayed in the same, and they did play it safe in some areas. With that, with that movie, and they did uh, please the, the the fan base. That's why you see Darth Vader at the end. You know, I mean, it makes sense. But you could have finished that story without showing Darth Vader. But because let's be honest, that's I think the second best thing about the whole movie that Darth Vader's there. You know. Thank you. <laughs> well, and, and I, again, I love the movie, but they just sometimes try to play it too safe. I agree. Talking about playing safe. Um, actually, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> That's, that was going to be weird. All right. Well. You're going to have to text me what was it that you were going to ask me. Well, yeah, later on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So what are, what, are the, what are the new things that you're going to be doing? Because obviously you mentioned you have hosted or not hosted, moderated conferences at Comic-Cons, mm -hmm. uh, Dragon, Dragon. It's like every every single time I open Facebook, it's like I'm going to Dragon Con, I'm going to Comic Con, I'm going to Con Con, <laughs> but I, I'm gonna I'm going to getting Con you Con or something Con. I'm like, what the hell is this? You're like nonstop going to all these faces, and then you cosplay, and so does your wife, right? Yeah, yeah. She well, she she doesn't cosplay anymore, um, and I don't cosplay anymore. I I I. <laughs> I'm only doing the Aquaman costume every once in a while because it's fun, you know. It's it's. I, there's, I, I mean, there's a, a lot of back history here, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into that. Um, so I, I'm not cosplaying, but remember going back to that part of the the, the the first part of the of this uh show is that when I decided to to be my own boss and 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 make art my art my career out of my art you have to put a lot of hot hats on you have to you have to be I, i'm i'm the artist i'm the writer in most cases because luckily i have two great writers that work with me uh wilfred and Aníbal. um uh so you have to be the writer you have to be the inker you have to be the artist you have to be the letterer you have to be the cover artist you have to be your own editor sometimes you have to prove yourself proofread yourself which i do not recommend i do not recommend that you proofread yourself because <laughs> that's great uh, but you have to you have to be the salesman you have to sell you have to sell sell yourself you know you have to that means which is going to conventions to set up a table going to convention just to walk around and talk to other artists and meet new people interact uh network uh, networking you know it's not any different from any other career you have to network you have to shake the shake hands here shake hands there you know and i to this day i've i know a lot i've met a uh, a lot of people in the in the in the comic book industry i've 
met some very big names in the comic book industry. I've never asked any of them for a favor. You know, I've never, it's not about ask, asking them for a favor, but you shake these hands, you meet these people, you have lunches, you have dinners, you have a few drinks, you, you interact with them and they are, and they pay attention to what you do, yeah. you know? And sometimes when you least expect it, you get that message. Hey, I, I saw what you're, I saw what you're doing. And, and I think that this might be up your alley, you know, and, and, and you will get, and I've gotten work like that. Not, not from the industry. Let me clarify that. Not from the industry. Not yet. Not yet. Um, I, <laughs> I, 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 although, although my, my, not going to lie to you, my dream is to be published by one of the big three companies. And I say big three because image is there right now. Um, but it's, I want to be either published by DC or Marvel or, or, or image, even, even if it's just once, you know, and it's not about being huge or being amazing. It's just that I, I really want to, that's like a, a goal that I have set, but my main goal is still, and will be keep publishing my own work, you know, um, now perfect. It would be if my own work gets noticed, noticed enough to be published by one of the big, one of the big companies. That'll be, that'll be amazing. But if not, I'm happy with the fact that, that I can, that I can do it myself. And yes, visiting Dragon Con, visiting Comic Con, I did this year. I, it's the most I've done conventions. I only try to keep it to one or two conventions a year because they cost a lot of money. Even if you're just going to hang out for the weekend, even if you're not going to set up a table, just going to hang out at a convention, it costs a lot of, a lot of money. So even though these conventions are fun and all that, it's part of, of what I have to do to get my book out there. You know, I didn't have a table at DragonCon. Getting into DragonCon is super difficult. But I do go and I help, I help, I help my friend Caleb or Chris and I do coffee runs for them. And, and people know who, some people know who I am in the convention, although I still, I, I still haven't had a table there, you know, and, and this past convention, I was walking around with my backpack in my backpack. I have a few copies of my book because few people asked me for my book, you know, and, and that's how you, and that's how, and, and that's how you, you, you put the book in people's hand, you know, right. that saying that if you build it, people will come. It's not true. You build it, but you have to let people know that you're there so that the people will come and some, times the way to let people know it's to make noise or or being there or or when you get an invite you go to that invite and and and, and you hang out with these people you know and and one thing leads to another so it's it's really hard work and you have to you have to do it you know nobody's going to do it for you you have to do it whether you like it or not you know and there's amazing experiences and there has been not so many amazing experiences too. You know, it's part of the, it's part of it, you know, but you cannot let that stop you. Well, I mean, I mean, it's right now everyone tells me like, what, what is it that you do? I'm like, I, I don't want to say that I do it all, but obviously if you, if you've known me for a while, you know that I'm all about social media management, um, auto engineering production, entertainment and music and that's my whole thing i'm about to embark on a project that it's about education and people are looking at me like 
are you crazy at occasion you're you've never like what well well it's a it's it's a it's a passion it's not i'm not gonna even call it a pet project it's a passion that i have because i want to give the best education and you can I, i believe you will you will understand where i'm coming from i want to give the best education possible to my daughter and right now in puerto rico education no matter whether it is whether it's public or private it sucks and the reason yeah. and the reason is simple i mean we are we are set in 80s mentality in education wise and protocols and such and sometimes it you know it doesn't matter if you're in private school and you want to pay a whole lot of money uh for your kids education sometimes the school sucks plain and simple and then it's it's the do I really want to move to the States? Do I really want to move to another country? Do I want to do it here? Do I want to do homeschooling? And I got to thinking, I'm like, there's, there's areas of opportunities here and there's, um, there's a lot of things happening. So I created the Entrepreneurs, Marketers, and Masterminds Association project. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Right. But I call it Emma Project. Because my daughter, cool. because my daughter's name is Emma. Ah, nice. So, and in her honor, as she has motivated me to be the very best of myself, I decided to honor her ever since, ever since before she was born, which is funny because yesterday she turned 11 months old. Yeah, um, wow. So I decided to, I decided to create this and I'm going to try to, I'm actually going to try to see if I can make a, a school that sets kids on an entrepreneurial mind. So whatever you and I have learned through the pains of life, they mm-hmm. can start thinking about it and learning about it while they're in school. Because it really sucks when you're 18 and you're like, yeah, you know how to, you know how to go to, uh, how to go to liquor store and buy beer. Because in Puerto Rico, you're allowed to buy beer and alcohol when you're 18. Thank you very much. But we start training around when we're 13. We start training by the time that we're 13, right? That was me. And then I tell this to people, and they're like, "Were you drinking when you were 13?" Yeah. I was drinking before that, but let's not get into that. Okay, awesome. Turn the page. So anyway, but sometimes we have these kids that are 18 years old and they have no emotional intelligence. They have they have no social skills. They don't know anything about real life um, education. And it's like, man, it sucks. And obviously parents want to do their best, but they're trying to actually pay for their tuition on the private school and they get out of there and they don't even know how to freaking do a, an omelet sandwich or anything like that. So, you know, there's, it's, it's a pet. I don't, like I said, it's not a pet project. It's actually something that I want to start. And I'm going to be starting now with a, with a mastermind group, uh, which uh, if you are interested in participating in a mastermind group here in Puerto Rico, please reach out to Michael at Michael.media. It's not a .com. It's .media. That's the main name. Um, so you can get all all of that information. Um, Gambit, it was thank you. It was really good because we not only got to talk about comic books and geek out a little bit, but the fact that you actually brought your pains and points for um, your entrepreneurial journey of Gambit's Inc. 
I, I, I haven't scratched the surface yet. No, we haven't. Like every single day we learn something new. It's like, oh my yes. God, this new piece of technology came out, such as right before we started recording. We we're talking about blockchain and the benefits that it can bring about, you know, artists tokenizing themselves and owning their IP and getting paid on their own terms, which is actually what everyone wants. If, yeah. you're, if you're able to actually live off your art, not be rich, but live off from your art, mm -hmm. be able to just be like, uh, today I'm going to pay, tomorrow I'm going to do a poem, and the next day I'm just going to be uh, writing songs naked with my guitar. And you can actually monetize that. I think that's a pretty cool gig. I don't know. That's awesome. I wish I, I, wish I could do stuff naked. I can't. I'll get arrested. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to ask for details. So. <laughs> Moving on. Tell us when, where everyone can find you on social media and on the internet. Uh, well, it's uh, Facebook, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YouPorn. I'm joking. No YouPorn. That, that YouPorn part is not real. But, <laughs> but the, the Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, uh, and Instagram, it's Gambit Inc. It's Gambit Inc. That's it. It's easy to find. And gambitsync.com i mostly post about tattoos and comic books and art and and movies and that's what i do so yeah awesome well thank you for your time uh for your source of knowledge and it was a pleasure having you to all Dude. of our yeah thank you <laughs> dude i liked I like portraying who I believe in, and I love unos treinta tiros. I love the argument. I didn't know that you had a sec that one one in the middle. So I'm gonna later. I'm gonna. Ask oh, you. That, the the sketches and nightmares. I don't have I don't have copies available. It was a, but that one's just a sketchbook. A, a sketchbook. I sounded Italian. I sounded like a <laughs> bad Italian. A sketchbook. Man, then I am so sorry for my Italian friends. I I'm not trying to make fun of you. I promise. I'm trying to make fun of Mario. Mario. Anyways, so it was just a sketchbook. So it's not a it's not a comic book. It's just a, a collection of of of, of sketches, drawings, um, and, and and ideas that that I haven't that I never published before. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you what, and this is gonna be public, and this is gonna be I'm gonna be held accountable by the community of people that already know me on the internet. Because believe it or not, I get people from from all around the world that actually do know me. Um, ah, that's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, if you're not in the internet, that's it. You made it. <laughs> uh, not, so, not, not so many times. There's there's people that actually ask me for very weird stuff. So, <laughs> participating of, of very weird type of relationships. Anyway, um, yeah, remember, we're Puerto Rican. We're exotic somehow. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, your your next project, whether it's with Aníbal or or Wilfredo, your next project, Michael Media would like to be a sponsor. Oh, awesome! Fuck yeah! So just let me just let me know. Thank you. Just let me know, and I'm not gonna ask for a whole page. All I'm gonna ask is for you to actually be able to deliver your art. That's all I'm gonna ask. Thank you. I have, I I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And you know I'm for real. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. All right. Well, uh, everyone, thank you for tuning in to this very geeking out episode. This has been Michael from Rock and Block. See you all in the blockchain. Have a good one. Adios. <laughs>